Happy Monday. I hope this episode finds you well and that you are getting excited about this holiday season. I know this is like my favorite time of the year and I'm so excited. Are you going to put up your tree this week? I think we may actually put up our tree. I'm so excited. I feel like it's close enough to Christmas that we could totally put up our tree and it's okay. We'll be that house. Anyways, today I'm going to be talking about pursuing a life of greater contentment. Like this season of the year can be like, it's a very exciting, but it can also be challenging in so many ways. So I felt that it was very necessary to talk about a life of greater contentment and what that looks like and how to pursue contentment in your life daily. So if this time of the year brings about a lot of stress and anxiety for you due to financial or whatever the reason may be, then I really encourage you to listen to this episode because I have been there and I implement these four steps when I start to feel uncontent about my situation in any way. So grab your favorite spot in the house and your favorite beverage and let's dive in. Hey mama, and welcome to the productive stay at home mom podcast. Do you want to find the time to organize your home? Do you desire to have discipline in your life? Do you wish you had a flexible daily routine so you can stop feeling all over the place? Are you simply trying to unwind yet you feel guilty and unproductive? Hi, I'm Kim Sexton. I too have struggled with being organized, disciplined, and content as a stay-at-home mom. I found that my daily habits were robbing me of joy and productivity. Once I learned the power of changing your daily habits, I have never been the same. In this podcast, you will find productivity hacks, time management tips, and the key to a healthy mindset so you can get organized in all areas of your life. Let's go, my friend. Time to start changing your habits. So get out of your PJs and put up your hair. It's time to get organized and productive. So mama, I know the feeling of desiring to enjoy and love this season of life. But fear of the unknown keeps you questioning if you made the right decision. You're struggling to be productive and organized. You need discipline and structure as a stay-at-home mom. I see you, I have been there, and I'm here to tell you that there is hope and healing on the other side of your commitment to personal growth. I want you to understand that you are not alone and that every mom struggles with something. You can only have hope when there is a challenge. Without any obstacles, there is no need for hope. If that is speaking to you, and you're like, I'm done with feeling stagnant and unfulfilled, I am over being scattered every day, I am ready to have a biblical mindset and have structure in my life as a stay-at-home mom, then I encourage you to grab a copy of my workbook called Stay-at-Home Mom Survival Toolkit. And this workbook will start you on your journey to having a biblical mindset and creating structure in your daily life. So to get started today, click the link in the show description that says toolkit and get started personally growing. Secondly, if you have not signed up to be an insider of the show, which means knowing when I have 
free gifts and resources, then click the link in the show description that says, count me in. I would absolutely love to add you to the list. Remember to subscribe to the show so you do not miss when I produce new episodes. All right, let's get to it. All right, so this season of life especially can be challenging for a lot of households. Like, let's just cut it straight. Most families struggle financially. I know we are challenged during this season being on one income. And, you know, you want to buy certain gifts for your kids. They need certain things. You want certain things. Your house may have repairs. I mean, the list is never ending. And you can get into a cycle of desiring and wanting and not feeling like you have enough that it can land you in a mood that is undesirable, whether you you just feel depressed or whether you are, you know, sad or you're frustrated. And that can be a cycle. And I know that has been a cycle for me in the past. And if I do not implement these four steps that I'm going to share with you today, it will be a cycle for me again, because, you know, just how we are as humans, like we get one problem solved and boom, there's another. I mean, so It's just like, we have to know how to have contentment in our life, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of our needs, regardless of our desires. Like we have to live with practicing daily contentment or we're going to find ourselves envious of others, comparing ourselves and just simply uncontent and not happy with our lives. And so I have really had to be intentional about practicing contentment. And so just the other day, I was thinking like, man, as we approach the holiday season, you know, I really wouldn't mind working part-time outside of my home. And I was wrestling with this thing, just wrestling, wrestling. And I just wanted it to be just a short-term thing. But after I sat down and really weighed the pros and cons, like realistically, I would need to bring in a third person for help to do the job that I'm currently doing with picking up my kids every day and taking them to school and all the things that you don't realize as a mom that you do, you would need to get those shoes filled. And so I was like, God, what am I thinking? Like that is totally at this season in this season life, unrealistic. And I really just had to pray and give those concerns and worries to God and Practice contentment by the ways that I'm going to share with you today. So the first step is to be grateful for what you have. Now, I know that there's nothing wrong with desiring better, desiring more, but when it consumes your mind daily, when you wake up thinking about it, you go to bed thinking about it, you're Googling all day, that's when there's a problem. That's too far. You are now into coveting and that isn't healthy for your function as a mom, as a wife, because it's on your mind and you can hardly think about anything else. So I have to practice being grateful for what I have, meaning being thankful for my home, being thankful for our finances and truly being a good steward over the finances that we do have coming in. So step number two is don't compare your situation to anyone else. So when I would be on social, I would see other moms, you know, working and being home with their kids and 
doing one of their favorite hobbies. And I'm like, wow, they're doing a lot. Like what is wrong with me? And that just had me thinking like that I had issues that, you know, I need to step it up, that I need to pursue other things, that I need to do all this stuff that wasn't in God's plans for my life at the moment. And so that is why I encourage you do not compare your life, your situation to anyone else. And whenever you're looking at something, if you start to compare, then you know, okay, let me put this down because it's taking me mentally down a road that I don't need to go. Okay. Step number three is to weigh your pros and cons of working outside of your home in this season of life. So if you're thinking, okay, I just want to be part-time. I'm going to work either at home or inside of your home. And you have small kids that are at home that you care for, like realistically, weigh the pros and cons. Because when I sat down and weighed the pros and cons in my own situation, everybody's situation is different. So if you have the help, if you can do that, if you have the finances or you can, like, I can bring in childcare and then I can, I can work, then that's great. But be realistic about your situation. If you have to pay someone and you don't have the finances to, and you really love picking up your kids and you wouldn't be able to do that anymore. You have to pay somebody to do that. And you have to be to work early. So you have to figure out how the kid's going to get to school and their lunch has got to be fixed and all the things. Then just chasing money is the terrible, worst thing that you can do because it will shake up your home in ways that is unhealthy. So whatever it is, it could not be working and maybe something else, but weigh the pros and cons and make a educated decision before you take action. All right. Number four, step number four is don't live in covetousness. Don't live in covetousness. If I said that word right. So simply put, it is just a strong desire to obtain some supposed good. So something that you really, really want, you know, like if it's, you want to, I can't get off this working thing. So I know it's for somebody. If you want to work from home and also have your kids there and you're just searching and looking and trying and, you know, it consumes you morning and night and throughout the day and you can barely think of anything else and you have your phone in your hand more than you are intentional with your family then that is when it's time to carve out some time to number one, pray and surrender that thing to God and ask God for his plans and his will to be done in your life. And another perspective on covetousness comes from Colossians chapter three, verse five. And I want to read it to you. It gives us a really good perspective on covetousness. It reads, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy for a greedy person is an adulterer, worshiping the things of this world. And so that is when I was truly convicted. Like I'm really worshiping, you know, the things of this world, material things that I really want instead of allowing God to lead me and to guide me and to be grateful and content with what I have and, you know, being patient, knowing that I'm going to have the opportunity to have some of the things that I want later, but I have to be patient. A lot of times it's patience. We want it now. We need it now, but we have to learn to be patient. And so the key to overcoming covetousness is 
practicing daily contentment. So to help us clear our minds, our hearts, our wills of all the things that we want to do, all the things that we want, is to truly practice daily contentment. And I get up and daily surrender my will and my plans to God. And I share my concerns with God through prayer. And I trust that he is working even when I cannot see it. And he is working on your situation, on your behalf, even when you cannot see it. And so the worst thing we can do is wrestle and strive and search and look and wear ourselves out versus going to the one who has a perfect plan, who created all things, who wants the best for us, who wants to hear from us. That is the best thing that we can do. And he will open up a door for you. So a little homework for you to journal over is this question. How can you pursue a life of greater contentment? How can you pursue a life of greater contentment? So I want you to just take 10 minutes, 15 minutes to journal over that and see what God speaks to your heart. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you are ready to adopt a biblical mindset and you are ready to have structure in your life as a stay-at-home mom, then it's time to start your personal growth journey. Grab my workbook called Stay-at-Home Mom Survival Toolkit, which is in the show notes called Toolkit and Get Started Today. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you back real soon. If you enjoyed today's episode, remember to click five stars and leave a review. Thank you. Hey mama, I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. Would you take 30 seconds and come share your wins in our free Facebook community? I'd love to hear from you. Also, can you please take another minute and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts? I'd be so grateful. It lights me up to know this podcast is helping you. All right, time to get 30 minutes of peaceful cleaning done before my littles wake up. I'll meet you back right here every Monday and Thursday for another episode. Catch you later.